a lot of special guests today. Um, seeing as it's coming up towards the Christmas period, we have a lot of small businesses, including uh, Smiley Thread Stores, Left Beans, Funky Jewels by Jasmine, and Grafe Fragrances. We also have special guests, um, Sunflower Thieves and EJ Scanlon, who is talking about... Uh, prospect music awards and what it's about which i am a part of and i'm part of the uh behind the scenes and i hope you're doing well uh the first thing we're going to go on to is we're gonna have the interview with smiley thread stores we have a lot to get through today and i hope you do enjoy Hi, I hope you're having a lovely day. My name is Nilla and I'm from Glasgow in Scotland. Um, I'm the owner of a small business called Smiley Threads. Um, my handle on Instagram is at Smiley Threads Store. Um, and I hand make um, crocheted items uh, like really funky earrings and really cute like bumblebees and plushies and stuff. Um, I do a lot of commissions um, for different colours and stuff like that. Um, you know, I love making the bumblebees because they give me so much serotonin to make. Um, and I'm sure, you know, all my cu- customers say the same thing. They love them as well. Um, so if you want to check out my Instagram at Store, that would be amazing. Anyways, uh, before covid uh, I was uh, just about to leave college um, studying to be a makeup artist and um, I had just kind of kick-started my makeup business uh, in a salon and I was really excited for it. I had all these bookings and, you know, it was like something, I'd, you know, I'm a very kind of creative person. I've I'd always uh, had a fascination with makeup artistry and stuff like that so it was very exciting to be kind of kick-starting my career in that but then obviously when Covid struck uh, Scotland it was a bit like all my bookings were just gradually decreasing and cancelling and you know and then they were totally gone and I just felt really like really annoyed and like kind of feeling sorry for myself I was like uh, this is like the worst possible time for this to happen and you know, um, I was just really frustrated because I'm a Capricorn, I've got a high work ethic, like I really, <laughs> I, I like having stuff to do. Um, so, you know, I was feeling really sorry for myself and stuff like that because I didn't have my job and, you know, anyway, I still graduated with an A, which is good. But anyway, then it got to a point where I was like, right, okay, enough's enough. Uh, there's no point in me sitting here on my Todd doing nothing um, feeling sorry for myself so I was like I'm going to pick up a hobby that I can do um, you know to keep me busy and basically I got these I ordered these pair of um, earrings from this girl on Depop um, and they were like kind of mushroom uh, toadstool earrings that were crocheted and I absolutely fell in love with them and like because um the fact that they were handmade and you know she had actually crocheted them I was just like absolutely amazed by that I thought wow that is such a talent like um I would love to be able to do something like that so then I messaged my gran she does 
she crochets like um, blankets and baby stuff. So I cro- uh, messaged her and asked her like, oh, would you be able to help me? I really want to get into this uh, crocheting stuff just as a hobby. You know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have any business prospects in mind. I just really wanted to have a hobby to keep me busy during the day. Um, and she basically brought around some uh, yarn and a hook and she was like, right, yeah, go on YouTube and look at some videos and do some research and um, practice, basically. So that's what I did. I did that for a lot of my time. I was trying to make wee silly things and, you know, trying to get the gist of everything because um, it is really complicated <laughs> to get into. And basically, um, one day I made a pair of sunflower earrings and I thought, these are actually really cute. Um, You know, I think people would actually like these if I sold them. So I made an Instagram um, for um, the earrings and I went to the shop um, and when I came out of the shop, someone had bought them. And that was only within like 10 minutes. So I was like, oh, right, okay. So then I had to like run to Hobbycraft to get some like packaging stuff and send them out. And I was like, maybe I could actually like sell a few earrings and stuff like that. Like I still didn't think much would come out of it, but um, I just decided maybe I'll just make some earrings and put some pictures up and see what happens. And from there, it just gradually got busier like I was getting more orders and um it was really really great um you know I put a lot of effort and money into getting like really nice packaging and making it all really nice and personal and I think that's what people really appreciate because I I buy from small businesses a lot and that's what I really love I love the whole experience um of receiving the package and it's all very personal and it's great customer service and everything that's why I love small businesses um so from there yeah it kind of gradually got busier and then um as a gift I made like a crocheted like a kind of fluffy bumblebee um for a gift for somebody and I was like you know what I think people would actually like these so I put it up and I just kept, I just started getting loads and loads more orders for them. And, you know, I was very happy about that because I love making the bees. <laughs> so, yeah, then I was thinking about it. I was like, what could I do that's like very unique? Because I know crochet bees are quite popular because I see them on TikTok and stuff. And I was like, what if I made like a goth bumblebee? <laughs> I think that would look so cute and um, I made one because you know I made I made one for my friend um, because you know I wanted to gift her a bumblebee and I made a goth bee for her and it's got like eyeliner and it's got piercings and it just looks very cool like I wish I looked like that um, it was it's a very cool looking bumblebee and I posted a picture and I posted um, stuff on TikTok and stuff about it. And oh my God, the response I got was insane. Um, I got all these orders from all over the UK, um, even America, <laughs> um, of people wanting this this goth bee. And I was like, oh my God, 
this is like my staple <laughs> I was so happy um about it so I've been very very busy um with the bumblebees and um some earrings some of the most popular earrings are uh I make sunflower ones daisy ones um love hearts uh toadstools they're all very kind of flamboyant and funky um so if you're into that sort of thing definitely check me out um so yeah I've been very very busy with that um but it's just been so incredible and overwhelming because I never thought for a second when you know my gran first gave me that bit of yarn that um I would be running a small business out of it I'd never thought for a second I would be doing anything like this and it would be as busy as this um and it's just been really great to be honest it's been really helping with my mental health um keeping me busy giving me a routine a purpose in life and during these trying times we all need something like that and I'm just feel so grateful that um my customers have supported me so well and gave me the opportunity um to do something that I really enjoy doing um so if you would like to check out my Instagram and order from me you can DM me at smiley thread store on Instagram and you can place an order there and we'll have a, a conversation about it because um, I do loads of different colours of bees and earrings and stuff like that um, and I've got a lot in the works uh, Christmas wise I've got like Christmas earrings I've got Christmas bees coming up so please stay tuned for that it would make a really great gift for someone um for Christmas I've also got a giveaway coming up um so well I do I do giveaways um and I do deals um so just stay tuned for all of that um so yeah I really really would appreciate it if you checked out my uh, shop um and thank you to Izzy for giving me this opportunity to um voice um my small business on this platform i'm very grateful um so i hope you all have a very blessed day and thanks for listening bye thank you so much smiley thread stores um as she said she makes these really 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 cute bees um and she does them all different colours. My favourite one at the moment is she has like a pink bee with like blushy cheeks. And also the goth bee which is great and it has eyeliner and like piercings on its ears. That's probably one of my favourite ones that she has. Uh, the next one I'm going to go on to is uh, Lefbians which are an amazing brand where they create their own jewellery I actually have a pair of their earrings which is how I found them which is the Animal Crossing froggy chair earrings and I absolutely love them they're so affordable I'd really recommend getting the jewellery from them Hi I'm Tab and I'm Jade and we run the shop Lefbians on Depop, Etsy and recently we work on our website and we started around 20, uh, 2019 in December um, so that was before we graduated from art school we graduated this year where we met and we wanted to 
be able to make art after we graduated and this has been a perfect way to do it. We've been able to work full time on this, making jewellery, accessories, t-shirts, totes and just other little bits like cards and stickers and things. Um, so we're a couple, we make a lot of queer things and also a lot of communist things but in general it's just all unique and all affordable products. You can find us on Instagram. We have gained a surprisingly big TikTok following as well. So if there's any TikTok gays out there, that's our demographic. <laughs> um, Instagram, TikTok, we have a Twitter. It's all under lesbians. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I also forgot to mention uh, with Smiley Thread Stores, he also does uh, handmade crocheted earrings. And with Lefbians, they also do, they've now started selling tote bags and t shirts, and they actually look absolutely amazing. I'd recommend going on to both of them and looking at all their products. Uh, the next one I want to go on to is Funky Jewels by Jasmine. Thank you so much because I've had a lot of people come on to here and I really appreciate everyone um, taking their time away and doing their little section. So here is to Funky Jewels by Jasmine. Hello there, I am Jasmine and I'm the owner of Funky Jewels by Jasmine on Instagram. Um, my Depop username is at Jasmine Rippin. Um, I started this small jewellery business in July 2020. I was made furlough um, from my full-time job in March. So I had quite a lot of spare time and I'd been thinking about starting a jewellery page for a while. Because it would give me something to do in the meantime and you know, arts and crafts have always been my kind of thing. So I thought... Why not give it a go during lockdown? Um, you know, it was kind of slow to start with, as any business would be. But um, the couple of weeks after starting, I had quite a few orders. Um, and, I mean, at the minute, orders are pretty slow. But I'm putting that down to COVID and stuff like that. But that doesn't matter. Um I recently started doing tie-dye items, which is quite exciting. Um, it's very fun to make and it looks amazing any time of year. So I do tie-dye socks and tie-dye t-shirts. Um, they're quite affordable, quite nice to wear. Brightens up a dull winter day. Um, I am based in Leicestershire, but I ship worldwide. And... Um, I have some quite exciting, fun things planned for the new year, so um, make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Um, thank you for letting me have a feature and talking about my business. It's quite exciting. Um, yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Uh, I've just checked out her t-shirts. Uh, she ranges from sizes small to 2XL and uh, they start from 16.99 with free postage in the UK and they look absolutely amazing. I purchased some um, earrings uh, from Jasmine which are lovely uh, 
blue and pink uh two different uh earrings but as a pair and she also includes these really really cute butterfly clips and i had uh one pink one and one blue one as well to match the look and it just turned out amazing and i absolutely love that when you open up a package and you get something that you didn't order it's just like an extra little surprise so thank you so much for that the next person i'm going to go on to is an amazing brand band called sunflower thieves they are a band in nottingham who i've seen before i saw them i saw them at beat the streets where i also saw bands uh such as left hand lane um the seller signs and velvet blush but sadly velvet blush are no longer together um sunflower thieves are a dream folk band based in leeds and they currently have a single out called hide and seek which sounds very very good um i would love to see them again they have amazing voices and have amazing tones and amazing harmonies and i would really recommend uh when once we're out of the pandemic uh watching them live and perform so i hope you enjoy the little interview section hello we're some flower thieves we're a dreamy folky pop band based in leeds and originally from derbyshire My name's Lily and Amy will be talking in a bit. So when we first started writing songs, we would write them separately because we lived in different cities. Um, And then we'd bring them together and arrange them for both of us with harmonies and splitting the verses, which has actually formed the basis of our sound now. But then Amy moved up to Leeds and we wrote our second single, Heavyweight, about a party we both went to and both experienced horrible social anxiety. And although that's obviously not a nice thing, it was like really great for our relationship and enabled us to write about a joint emotion so we can both relate to the song as strongly as each other. And then, because that went so well, we decided we should do a whole weekend away to solely write together. And that's where Hide and Seek came from, which is about childhood and feeling safe and not wanting it to end. But then since lockdown, obviously it's not been allowed to be together, but we've been able to come together over Zoom. And we've actually done a lot of co-writes, which we haven't we hadn't done before um, COVID. which has been absolutely amazing. We've written with loads of really cool musicians and got loads still booked in. Um, so yeah, we've like come to the sessions with one of us having a solid verse or chorus idea ready to work on the rest of the song. And it's been really, really useful and a, a great way to keep motivated and writing and busy. And yeah, it's just been an absolute blessing for us. So I first got into music from a really young age because my mum and dad wanted me to learn an instrument. So I learnt the piano when I was really young and then I took up the trumpet in year five, I think. I don't think you're allowed to learn it before that because your teeth aren't strong enough or something. (laughs) Um... My dad is a musician 
and basically all of my life until I was about 18 when I had to decide to go to uni and what I wanted to do I until then I had decided I would did not want to be a musician <laughs> and I guess that's because I didn't want to follow in someone's footsteps I wanted to make my own decisions and all that stuff uh, but it didn't work um so yeah at college I started out doing film studies and then realized I really didn't want to write essays about films <laughs> Um, I had some friends on the music tech course and I was like, yeah, that looks really cool. I want to be doing that. So I switched and the rest is history. I then went to uni and did music production and yeah, produced the last three singles that we have released. And I've been producing up our demos that we've been writing over lockdown and just starting my own production business at the moment which is really exciting um so yeah that all started well I guess initially it was my dad and my mum making me practice all my instruments and stuff but then for myself when I finally decided in my own brain that is exactly what I wanted to do that was definitely at college when I made that switch and realised how much I loved working in a creative environment with music. We both listen to a lot of different music, but there are definitely some standout artists who influence and inspire us, uh, both in our music and uh, just as people. Our absolute favourite is Phoebe Bridges. We adore her solo albums, her side projects and just everything she stands for as an artist and as a person. Um, I think her music has definitely influenced a lot of Lily's production on our music. Lily produces all of our songs um, and that's definitely had an effect on finding the sound that we now know as Sunflower Thieves and also just lyrically and melodically there are a lot of influences coming from songs like Scott Street which was one of the first Phoebe Bridges songs I heard and fell in love with. Other than that definitely uh, an artist called Lucy Rose who is a folk singer songwriter and we've been listening to her for years and again just adore her music her lyrical content is just so beautiful and definitely something that we aspire to achieve and outside of that I guess we are inspired and influenced by those around us all the people that we know and that we've got to know who are creating and writing beautiful songs and and yeah just making great music and and feeding back to us about what they like about our music and it's just really nice to be part of such a an encouraging community. I guess we should also talk about our writing inspiration. Um, we definitely often write from a personal perspective about things we've experienced or feelings we're having or we've had. Um, all three of our singles that we've released so far are very personal 
um, about close friends or about experiences that we've had either together or separately that we've talked about and because we're we've been friends for such a long time we definitely feel comfortable talking about and writing about these um i think we have opened up a little bit more recently because we've been doing more collaborative writing so we get stimulus from other people about what to write about so writing about something that you've never experienced or that you weren't a part of so that's kind of a new experience for us but something we're really enjoying because it opens up the kind of thing you can write about and the directions of the songs we're writing um but yeah there's definitely always a personal aspect in there although we love the fact that like when people listen they don't always interpret what you were intending for them to come away from the song with but that's great because it means like if you've reached them in any way and it's done something for them whether it was what you intended or not if they come away feeling moved or like I don't know like that they've got something out of it then that's great either way and um yeah we'll continue to do that I think just keep writing what we're feeling and that's and that's probably a large reason why we started writing in the first place because you want to express something you're feeling or something you've experienced or what you think about something So we've been friends for probably about 16, 17 years now, um, a long time, and uh, we have grown up doing music together, so we, when we started performing cover songs um, at kind of small festivals and like day events and local charity things, um, we just performed as Amy and Lily because it was kind of we didn't really need a name and that's who we were and it wasn't really a it wasn't a professional project or anything so um we just started out doing that and then when we kind of made the decision to release music and 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 pursue it a bit we decided we needed a name <laughs> so we actually put out a call out on our facebook page at the time asking for name suggestions and we got so many back probably I don't know how many but we got a long list of names back and I remember we went to a cafe and we sat and kind of read through them all um but nothing really jumped out at us and I think we definitely needed to come up with it ourselves because that would have been a bit weird but it doesn't really you want to identify with it so um we went back to brainstorming names and eventually I can't remember who but one of us came up with Sunflower Thieves and I think we we like it because it's kind of a um it's like one really pure beautiful thing contrasted with a kind of darker edge um of the thieves part of it and i think people yeah we always we often get oh that's a cool name or whatever um which is really nice but we don't have an interesting story there was no there was no sunflower stealing involved <laughs> So for now, I think it's hard to say what we're going to be doing f in the future, but um, we just want to continue writing. We've been writing more than we've ever written before uh, this year because of lockdown and not being able to do much else, I suppose, but also being able to use Zoom and FaceTime to write with new people. It's just opening up more doors and expanding our network of people that we can write with, so that's really cool. We'll be 
obviously we can't plan live shows really um but we'll be releasing in late january early february we've got a single coming out with leeds based organization and label come play with me uh we've got a single coming out on vinyl it's like an a b side release with another artist so we've got a song all ready to go artwork's done and everything so we've just got to kind of build up to that release and then after that we have started making plans for an ep of sorts but we don't have much we can say about that at the minute but yeah just keep writing and keep sharing stuff on socials and keep trying to connect with um our audience online because that's all we can do at the minute but uh yeah we really value everyone's support and thank you for having us on the podcast that's another way that we can get the word out and it's lovely to meet new people who are interested in supporting uh diy artists so yeah thank you very much Thank you so much, Sunflower Thieves, for that little interview. And I loved how you spoke about uh, the band and how your relationship as band members uh, came together with writing songs. Um, Another small business I would like to go on to is Grafe Fragrances. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, my name is May and I am co-owner of Grey Fragrances. This business is run by myself and my sister and we stock perfumes, aftershaves, body sprays and more which all smell like your favourite designer scents such as Chanel, Gucci, Marc Jacobs, Tom Ford. Our products come directly from the Federico Mahora warehouse meaning they're not fakes or dupes of designer brands but they actually use the same perfume oils. We use numbers and not names for our fragrances, meaning we don't pay for copyright. We also use simple packaging and bottle designs, and all our advertising comes through word of mouth alone. This means that our prices are significantly lower than their designer competitors, despite using even more perfume oil and being even longer lasting. We have a list of hundreds of fragrances to try, so the choices really are endless. But my personal favourites are 366 Black Opium, 16 Jimmy Choo or 807 Creed Spring Flower. But there are so many more for you to try. If you want to get in touch with us, our Instagram is Grey Fragrances, Grey spelled G-R-A-Y-E. And it would be really lovely to see you over there. Ask us any questions you might have, get in touch and say hello. We really love chatting with you all. And you can check out our highlights and recent posts to learn more about the products that we offer in detail and also just learn about myself and Grace personally. It'd be really lovely to hear from you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, May, for that. Um, Talking about the small businesses they're doing at the moment. I like that um, the names are by numbers uh, with the perfumes. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, the next person and finally last person I want to uh, move on to is EJ Scanlon who is the founder of Prospect Music Awards and that is something that's also very close to me as this is my second year of working with Prospect Music Awards and he's going to tell you what it's about and what they do. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm EJ Scanlon. I'm a music journalist and a radio presenter on YMC Digital, and I am also the founder of the Prospect Music Award. The Prospect Music Award is the UK's most innovative new music competition. 
Every year we take 25 brand new artists of all genres for who we believe are going to be massive in the future. As well as that, we choose new music artists that we think deserve the recognition and we place them in a competition where a series of music critics as well as the general public votes for their favourites. So I first started Prospect in 2013 uh, when I ran a internet radio station called Fresh Radio. Um, it was my own radio station that I set up on like this. Um, I think it was like a German or Spanish like platform or something. And uh, it was known all the way around the world. And I had my own show on there. So I did like um, dance anthems every night because I'm, I'm a big dance music fan especially when I was around 14 and around that time it was around December we wanted to do like this big thing that celebrated the very best in 2013 so we came up with this really awful awards show that was called the 2013 awards I know like it's cringy and um in that there were more like established artists so uh, Rudimental was really big that year Paramore was really big that year and all of these like big, big artists. Um, but I also wanted to do something that was really different as well and show um, new, more up and coming artists as well. And so Prospect was born from that. I thought if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I gave it a go and here we are seven years later. I never expected the amount of success that we had from it because like the very first year that we did it, we nominated artists such as Ella Eyre, Royal Blood, um, George Ezra, Catfish and the Bottleman, FKA, Twigs, uh, MNEK, all of these like very, at all of the time they weren't established artists at all, but now um, in there we've got Mercury Prize nominees and it's fantastic. It's really, it's incredible really to think about it because I was just, um, at the time, I'd just turned 15 when, when I came up with this idea, and it was incredible to see, like, all of these votes happening. I did, like, all of these votes being cast, and I was really, I was incredibly surprised at everything, and I loved doing it as well, because I discovered all of these new artists that I didn't, but I didn't even think I would even like, and now they're some of my favourite artists of all time. A year after, um, I left Fresh Radio um, because I was offered a job um, at YMC Digital presenting once a week, and I'm still there now. Well, I would be if it wasn't for the pandemic, but it's been fantastic, and I moved Prospect over to YMCA Digital as well because obviously I had like all the creative control of my show and I didn't really have anyone to tell me that I couldn't do something or anything like that so I moved Prospect over to YMCA Digital and every year it's just gotten bigger and better and it's been a fantastic like we've nominated artists such as um such as Stormzy, Dua Lipa, some of the biggest artists in the world, but as well as that, we took more, like, artists that really, that wasn't as well-known. So, um, Billy Martin was in the top ten in 2016, and whereas maybe not everyone knows who she is, she's still an incredible artist, and I have the utmost respect for her, and I think she's incredible. 
Um, but as well as that, we've we've just had so much. Like we had Pale Waves win the competition. We've had the Amazons win the competition. Um, Jack Garrett as well. Um, we've had all this success with Prospect over those last few years, and it's been incredible to watch these very small artists um, turn into the biggest artists in the world. Like even when Dua Lipa came third place in 2016 I don't think anyone was kind of expecting her to be the biggest artist in the world one day but we knew she was going to be successful but maybe not as successful as she is so seeing that is means so much to me as the founder of Prospect and just everything like that is amazing. In 2017 I went to university and I left YMCA Digital and I still wanted to do it. So I just carried on doing it. And I kind of found like it, my own little platform to put it on that wasn't YMCA and it still worked. And we had lots of votes from that and it was, and it was fantastic. So that kind of made me realize that I could, that I could do it and I could take it bigger and better. Um, but I was also really anxious because obviously because um, my work like because of my work at university and stuff like that I was really unsure if it was going to work but um, I actually left university after six months due to a lot of mental health conditions that I had and I had to deal with and that was definitely a blessing in disguise because from there the 2019 competition was actually one of that was a turning point for prospect because everything changed um we kind of used like the same kind of platform that we've that we're still using today um that's where we introduced judges so we had myself will ken uh the head of ymc digital who's um been my friend for absolutely ages we had um jack boylan um this really really big musician and we also had um rachel holliberda who's this rising music journalist and we all sat together and debated um, each of these artists and that was incredible to see that and to, and to be a part of that. And from that point, I realised I could be doing this forever. I should be doing this forever. And I fell in love with the entire thing. I thought it was brilliant. And yeah, and even that year we had like, Billie Eilish be nominated and she actually came second place. We had Lewis Capaldi, we had AJ Tracy, uh, Jade Bird, all of these incredible, incredible artists um, that went there. We even had MX17 there, who's this very, very big musician now. And she came last place in the overall thing, but yet she's still doing wonders. Um, but that year as well, the thing that really surprised me uh, was Airways actually won the competition for, for a very small band. It was um, every year that we kind of did it at that point, all of these artists kind of had like a career ahead of them and because they were signed to record labels and they had all of this success ready and waiting for them. But at the same time, Airways didn't. And yet they still won. They actually, at the at this moment of recording, they're actually one of the biggest winners of all time. And that actually shows that you don't really have to have um, these big record deals or anything like that to get noticed and to win this competition. And that was a real turning point for me as well, because it kind of made me realise 
wow, let's just let's just go with it. And in that year as well, um, Do Nothing was nominated and they were a very, very small around then, a uh, very small Nottingham-based band and now they're doing wonders. They're being played on BBC Radio 1 quite often and they're just absolutely fantastic. I'm a big, big Do Nothing fan and it feels good because if maybe if it wasn't for Prospect, they might not have been as big as they are. And it's the same with Airways as well. And I think that's incredible seeing all of that. And it feels great again as a founder to to see this happening. And it's fantastic. It really, really is. 2020 was a massive year as well because it was a, the biggest year we ever had really. Um, we learn a lot from the 2019 year and because there is a lot that we kind of got got wrong in that year, not just in regards to the management of the competition and everything like that. And we learned so much from that and we kind of fixed those mistakes and implemented them into the 2020 competition. And it worked so well. We had five judges. So it was myself and Will who returned from 2019. We had uh, three brand new judges as well. We had the founder of Flex Records, Benjamin Ziech, um, a very good friend of mine. Uh, we had Camille Christel. Um, he's a friend of both myself and Will's. And he was also um, nominated for Prospect the year before and actually came 11th, um, just missing out on a top 10 spot. Um, so she really knew what it took to be a nominee and to get and to get to be nominated and it was fantastic and we also had Amy Stones who's uh, the front woman of a band called Marty and um, I didn't really know her as well um, when we first started but now she's turned into one of my really good friends and she's fantastic and the overall competition was great as well because um, I think that lineup was the strongest that we had before that time. Um, we had Arlo Parks, which he won, and she's by far my favorite winner, even though um, in 2020, she wasn't the most established artist. Uh, through through the last year, she's been absolutely incredible. She's got a brand new album, like um, her debut album out um, at the end of January next year. Uh, and I'm a big fan of hers as and as well as that we had Celeste, we had Girl and Bread, uh, we had all of these like smaller artists as well. So we had Declan Welsh and Decaton West, who I absolutely love. Um Beaver Doobie was nominated as well, and it was a massive, massive year as well as that. Um we really took control of like our social media as well. Um so I implemented like a team of like people to kind of help me out and I think it was from that point where I realised I need, needed more people was when I realised that this was going to be big and we needed to make it bigger. And so, yeah. And then 2021 happened and this is where we are at the moment. Um, I started work on this um, two weeks after Alia Parks was announced as the winner of the 2020 competition. And I was really optimistic towards the start of it. It was like, like okay, we're going to have this, we're going to have that. It's going to be the biggest year yet. And then the COVID-19 pandemic happened and it was very hard. I would actually say that creating this year's prospect and making it happen is has definitely been the hardest thing that I've had to do in my creative career so far. Um, it has been 
it was it was incredibly hard. It was definitely definitely I had so many headaches and migraines trying to make it happen, but every single part of that, every single setback that we've had has been worth it because this year is one of is looking like one of the biggest years we've ever had. Um, all the votes that we've had have been fantastic. We've um, skyrocketed with the amount of votes we've had. Um, all of our judges are some of the most passionate judges we've ever had. So myself and Will have been back for our third year. Um, as well as that, we've got Maddie Chamberlain, the co-head of Flex Records and the production manager of Bodega. Um, one of the most um, talented women I've ever met. And we wanted to get her on for a couple of years and now we actually got her on and she's amazing she's absolutely fantastic and she blows me away with how passionate she is it's the same with Francesca Biscosi um an artist counselor um creative director and um, she completely inspires me with her love of music and the her the journey that she's been through personally and like I actually met her just before lockdown and I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was a lovely, lovely person. We got on really well and she was she was, she had to be a choice to be a prospect judge this year. She, like she had to be. She was fantastic. And then I also met James Denham as well, um, who is the founder of Black Friends. And I met him literally a couple of weeks before we announced the before he announced Prospects 2020. And we actually met on a night out during a during a quiz of the Bodega, um, myself and Will. Uh, we formed a team with him and one of his friends. And we actually won and he bought me um he bought me alcohol, so I was very happy with that. But again, while we were talking, I was his passion for black friends and his passion for music in general absolutely blew me away and again he had to be a judge this year and he was he was fantastic for that um our behind the scenes team have been fantastic as well um and it's it's just been remarkable and the nominees this year is it's definitely a strong lineup it's the most diverse lineup we've ever had and every year we've always usually had like one kind of genre dominate whether that's pop or alternative music or something like that this year we haven't got that. We have got literally everything. We've got Coffee, um, who's the very first reggae artist we've ever had. Um, we've got Squid, who's one of the most alternative bands out there at the moment. We've got Emily Burns, who is one of the, in my opinion, one of the best pop stars out there at the moment. Dua um, Sale, Alfie Templeman, Ash Nico, who's absolutely massive at the moment. Uh, we've got all of these massive artists and artists that really deserve their break. And I'm really glad that we can give that to them this year. And yeah, that's basically it. It's incredible. As well as that, we announced uh, Hannah Clark as our online presenter. Um, she's a mutual friend of mine and I know that she was looking to do presenting and we were after an online presenter so I was like hey if this works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and oh my god she's blown she's blown me away um the amount of love that we've had um on our social media videos on TikTok and everything like that has been absolutely fantastic um, she understands TikTok like the back of her hand where I really don't. So she's been able to help me with that. 
Um, her work ethic, as I'm sure I've said before, is remarkable and uh, she's been a massive, massive part of Prospect this year. She announced our nominees a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's going to be announcing the finalists on Friday. Um, she's absolutely massive and I could not be prouder to have someone on board than Hannah because she's absolutely remarkable. So that's basically my story on how the Prospect Music Award kind of came together and everything like that. And I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening, for listening to this and uh, tuning into Izzy's podcast as well. It's absolutely fantastic. If you are interested in voting, because voting is still open, um, head over to our Instagram page at Prospect Music Award and the voting link will be up in our description. And absolutely go for it we've got some of the greatest artists we've ever had in prospect i believe um it's again the most diverse lineup we've ever had um all of us are so passionate about it if you're passionate about music if you're passionate about anything then make sure that you vote there are two rounds of voting the first round closes at 11:59 p.m on thursday we will then add up all the votes and then we will announce the results on youtube at 6pm on Friday the 18th of December with the second round of voting opening immediately after. A big thank you to everyone who's followed Prospect so far and thank you for listening to Izzy's podcast. Um, I know she's really, really passionate about this and it's a fantastic podcast as well. Um, thank you so much to everyone for their continued support and please make sure you vote, vote, vote. Thank you so much, Ethan, for that. I really hope you all go and check out Prospect Music Awards and vote to see who is going to be uh, hopefully in the top 10 as when this is announced, you'll see the top 25 um, and you'll get to choose who will win uh, Prospect 2021. Uh, the final thing I'm just going to go on to is uh, playing my original song which is called Going to the Woods. It's out on all social media websites and thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed listening to all the small businesses and Sunflower Thieves and learning about Prospect Music Awards. Thank you so much.
show.